Welcome to the Unapologetic Designer Podcast, where we chat controversial design topics and expose the raw truth about life as a designer. We're going to dive into how to sell and or make content as a website designer. Since our last episode, we talked about getting into website design, selling it as a service offering. I think that it's a bit more difficult to actually advertise. Although it's easier to sell clients on website design, it's a bit harder to advertise website design as a service versus brand design. What do you think? I absolutely agree with you because websites are huge and it's really easy to throw a brand into a mock-up and make it look really cute, but it's not so easy to do the same thing with a website because you can't see a lot of the details. Um, And that's what websites are. It's It's a lot of details. What's your favorite way to showcase the websites that you've built? I love having them on my portfolio page with mock-ups and showing like, here's how I did it. And on social media, I'm you can find me doing a lot of time lapses. I think that looks really impressive. Like, hey, watch me do the work for this website. And you can kind of see me in, in the time lapse making the decisions that I need to make um, so that the website is highly converting. I think that I was blown away the first time I figured out there's an extension to do a full page screen capture and get the full website because I use, when I first started web design, I would see people using mockups and like the full page would be showing. I'd be like, Oh, that's so nice. And I'd sit there trying to screenshot each section of the website and literally piece it together like an idiot. Um, But I'm sure I'm not the only one that's done that. Oh, yeah, I definitely did the same thing. That took me a hot minute to figure out. There are Google extensions for everything. You just got to look hard enough. Oddly enough, I don't think I hardly ever record myself, like do a time lapse designing a website. And I don't know if it's because there's so many tools on the page or if it takes longer to put together. But I feel like when I have done that in the past, those videos weren't as effective as when I do it for brand design. Like brand design, you can see on the screen, okay, she's making a logo. Like that's kind of easy. Yeah. But then when you're designing a website, I feel like there's so much going on on the page that people don't instinctively know what they're even looking at. So it's like harder to get them to keep watching. I think I also approach content as I do a lot of educating for my clients and why they need a really good website, what's what content is supposed to be present on that website and why I am the better option of a website designer because I do strategy and psychology based design first and then the pretty stuff is last. So I think I'm finding that I'm having to talk a lot more about why I do the things that I do and educating them on that so that they see like, oh, it's just not another basic website. Like this, this is going to be a lot different for my business. Yeah, that makes sense. And one thing that I like to do to advertise my website design skills is basically show it with the brand. Going back to like being able to be that all-in-one solution and do a brand and website, like I said, it seems like it's easier to get people to pay attention when you're designing a brand identity. So usually I'll like throw the website in as like the final piece at the end, like have multiple screenshots or mock-ups of that website. And that's when people really get to see it because it's just so hard to 
present websites in a way that's engaging. Like, I don't know what it is about brand identities, but people just like those so much better. So like when you have both, I think that it's easier to just kind of throw it in there like, oh yeah, and here's the website that went with the brand identity. Like it matches and you can clearly tell. One time I did a, I I need to do this again because it performed really well um, for my small following. (laughs) I showed the same section on a website and I showed how I changed the attitude just based on changing a few things like the photo or what I want the header to be. And I was like comparing like, okay, look, the attitude can be soft and pretty if I make these decisions, or it can be you know, really in your face. And this can be a stronger point of the website if I choose this type of photo and I change the call to action to be something more punchy. And I like compared and contrast them and I explained my thought process behind it and the strategy that I was using for each one. And that got a lot of my uh, potential clients thinking like, oh, okay, she really knows what she's doing. And like she can, she just gets it in the attitude that I want to convey on my website. That was a really cool concept um, that I tried and I, I need to do that again. It was just kind of time consuming. I feel like you're pretty good at coming up with complex topics to talk about in your content. I feel like that's something you do a lot. And speaking of that, inside DBA Tech Institute, I don't know if you saw this, but I came up with like an additional lesson for module two on the fly. And I went and actually took two of my client websites and I took the old versions. Like I found pictures of them and showed the new version that I made. And Mm -hmm. I literally am walking our students through the changes I made and why that made it into a better, more strategic website. Because I think having that visual kind of like what you were saying with your content, just having the visual of it was this and now it's this and here's why this works better is Mm -hmm. super effective. Yeah, because we're all visual people. We're all visual learners. So we need to see what the crappy looks like and what the better looks like and why that bridge works and why you should, you know, walk over that bridge. I think that like your website should be a home for your business, but not in a way where it's a home for you where it is somewhere you can welcome the new people. So how would you want your home to feel if someone was coming over and it was their first time ever coming to your house? That's what your website is. I love that analogy. I always talk about it like it's a map, like you need to guide them from point A to point B and like the end goal needs to be super clear, but also the reason that they should stay and check out the rest of your website needs to be super clear. And like nowadays I can look at a website and tell like, Oh yeah, if you just change this, this, and this, it worked 10 times better. But before I knew how to do strategy and like really go into like the conversion stuff, I didn't really understand that. I could just look at a website and be like, Oh, you could do this and it'd be prettier. But now I'm like thinking in a strategy mindset. Another way that I like to kind of, showcase my website design skills is going back to the educational component like you need this page on your website or like you should always have your brand mission above the fold and here's what that means and here's why you need it and I think that's probably the easiest way to sell website design services outside of just showing like actual here's a before and after or like here's the final Mm -hmm. website brand yeah really capitalizing like 
you can invest in a new website and it can be highly converting and make you money because talking about like buying a new website and, you know, having that designed is a, is a big investment or at least it should be. And so talking about how you make that investment worth it and how they're going to get, see that ROI is really, really important for them. Like, Hey, I designed this website and my client had 50% more profit the month that they launched it. And I have had this happen time and time again for my clients because they just, they, you know, everybody has to start somewhere. They DIY their, their first website and, you know, now they're ready for a glow up. And that's where knowing the stats is also kind of helpful, right? Like if you go check their revenue or check their traffic, depending on who you're working with, sometimes you can see that information. Like I have a client who sells products and I can see her revenue that goes Mm -hmm. to the website. And the day we launched her new website, like the day of, she made like eight grand. And that, uh, yeah, like that alone is a selling point. Yeah, I really, I like get kind of, I really shouldn't, but I get a little weirded out talking about what my clients are making because I feel like partly that's not my place, but I'm sure I would have clients who are comfortable with it and wouldn't care at all. Um, but I do love to see those type of posts. Like I'm like, okay, they, they really know what they're talking about because they help this other client make more money. Well, also that just makes me think of the time where, (laughs) where I was showing how much my clients paid for my services. And then that one girl reached out to my client and was like, did you pay $12,000 for this? And my client literally sent it to me. That made me feel super weird. And that definitely did change the way that I show, you know, some of my client statistics online. Like now, if I were to do a post where it's like my, my client made eight grand after launching her website, I probably wouldn't show what website it was because Although that did happen, I don't want people going and snooping on my clients, you know? Yeah. So like, that's kind of a weird landscape to navigate. It definitely is. And I want to always like my clients come first, no matter what, (laughs) even if that could be a really viral video idea, if it's not going to paint my clients in a nice light or, you know, they're not comfortable with that information being out there, then I'm not going to do it. Um, And I don't 100% know how to approach that conversation with them, but I don't know how attractive that would be to new guests either who see that, you know, maybe they would love it. Maybe they wouldn't. I don't really know. Like either you can do no website showing and just talk about stats, or you can make a fake website and show that instead of your actual client's website. Like, just because it happened, it doesn't mean you actually have to show their exact brand. And like, once that did happen to me, literally immediately, I took away the post. Like it was gone from the internet Mm -hmm. because I was like, that's not cool. And I knew that was a risk I took putting that up there. And like, I had seen other designers, you know, a lot of people are like, here's what I charged for this project. And they show the project. And I was like, okay, like people are liking this. They like the information. They like the transparency. Oh, and then you have these people who took advantage of it. So Mm -hmm. let me not be that transparent anymore. Yeah, we have to put safeguards in place for our clients. Absolutely. Because they're the ones paying our bills. Like that's really, really important. And I think if, you know, a client that you have and they see like, hey, I've had so much success from this. 
some of them are going to be like, hell yeah, please share it. Like I want more people to have help like this. So it just kind of depends on what industry you're trying to target and who those ideal clients are for you. Thank the Lord that my client was okay with it because she was so understanding and she was like, I also teach people in my industry. So I totally understand, but like, I wanted to warn you about this person. And like, she literally called me on the phone and like, we had a conversation about it and everything was good. But imagine if wasn't, yeah, like that random person who took it upon themselves to message my client could have literally like ruined my relationship with them Yeah, all because I was trying to be transparent. And that's the thing that sucks about like trying to educate people is like, we have to put a monetary value on some of the things that we teach because of stuff like this. And also like it's taken us years to learn this. We deserve to be compensated for everything we're doing, but like there's some stuff like our, our call scripts that helped our student book a $4,000 client two weeks after joining our program. We do not sell that because I have literally seen people go purchase call scripts from other designers and then change a little bit and start selling it themselves. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, nobody's doing that to us. Like our call scripts too valuable. Oh, it's probably one of the be- very best things that we have to be honest with you. Um, that is probably one of the most big pain points like that and people not knowing what to post on social media because it is social media is a whole other beast of its own. Something that I also think is helpful is talking about like the copy aspect. Again, going back to the fact that like we're not copywriters, but we're still brand strategists and like we want to make sure that our clients are staying on brand and like staying within their tone of voice. And that's something that you can also teach about as a web designer in your content, in feed posts, or even in videos, like either forms work. But I think just the educating component is really the best way to advertise website design and making sure that you have mock-ups, like not just a screenshot of the website page, like it needs to be on an actual like desktop mock-up so people really get a full feel for what they're looking at. Yeah. And scroll through it, put the link up there, let people go and look at it, ask them what their favorite parts are, like really keep it engaging so that somebody wants to go and look at it, hype your client up, let them know what type of client you're even working with because they might need somebody like that in their own businesses. You never know. Um, I'm always trying to tag my clients and like, you know, shout them out and stuff because like it, it's nice for me. Cause it's like, yeah, I designed that awesome website over there, but also I want to help hype them up too. Yeah. Something that I've been doing lately is after I design a project, I ask my client like, Hey, do you want to be a collaborator yeah. on the post? And that way, like, it's mutually beneficial. Like it's on my page, but it's also on their page. It's advertising the new launch of their rebrand or their new business, depending on where they're at in their business journey. And I get to show it off. And like, we feed off of each other's business. Like it doesn't just have to be like a transaction, you know, you can really form long-term relationships with your clients and help their brand as it grows and evolve and help their website grow and evolve with their brand. Like just the other day I have a client, who reached out to me and she's like, Hey, I'm getting into courses. Can you help me design the course page? And what are your recommendations? Because she knows that I also teach and have courses. And 
I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I'm so excited for you to be taking this step. And like, I'm so happy that she reached out to me to continue that relationship. I love helping people do their courses. That's like my newfound love right now. (laughs) Um, But that's not what this episode is about. We can do another one about that. But um, I think also doing a collaborator post is so smart because then you can kind of control how the website is launched into the world. And I have had clients in the past or, you know, students in the past who do a launch and they don't give it the attention that it really deserves. And launching a website, even a new brand is a huge step in a, in a business, whether you're a new business or you're rebranding for the third time, it doesn't matter. It is a huge step and a huge investment. And so how you, you know, give that brand and that website its debut is very, very important. Or you'll give them like the assets to launch and then they don't even use what you gave them or they'll use like some random post. Like they just take the logo and smack it on like a colored background and that's the only thing. And it's like, what, what are you doing? (laughs) My name is on that website. So (laughs) I always try to have a hand in how it's launched and how it's talked about. Another good way to advertise on your actual portfolio is having the testimonial from that specific client with that case study. Yep, absolutely. A lot of people do portfolios and they just put pictures up there and hope somebody understands. You have to have context. What did you do? What strategy did you follow? Why did you make the decisions you did? What type of business is it? Like you need to be answering all of these type of questions on your social media and on your portfolio page. And I think that that's another way that you can help celebrate that client is when you go to do that launch, have your portfolio page ready too, and have that launch at the same time as your client, you know, show it off in every way possible. Yeah. I mean, if somebody's investing thousands and thousands of dollars, they're investing in the strategy behind everything. They're not just investing in what looks Nice. And that's why it's so important to have a properly designed portfolio that is designed to convert, that gives the client the necessary information they need that actually makes them want to invest in you and spend 10K, 12K on your services. Because just putting pictures there, it's not going to do it. They need way more than that. Pretty websites are easy, smart websites are not. That's why we developed tech institute in the first place you know it's for something that we wish we had when we first started but also because we've seen such an issue in the industry where people are charging a lot of money for websites that are not delivering those highly converting results that people are expecting people are making a lot of pretty stuff which is awesome but sometimes that pretty stuff is not delivering or they're undercutting the industry and also at the same time doing their clients a disservice Mm -hmm. without the client even knowing like the client only knows what they know. Right. So, and I've seen this happen where people will go and hire a website designer. They don't get results. And then they say, I'm just going to DIY it from here on out. A website design isn't worth it. And it's like Mm -hmm. that screwed up their entire perception of a website design experience. Absolutely. Like, I feel like there needs to be like a freaking test that people go through 
to prove that you know what you're doing with websites. Like it is so unregulated that I feel bad sometimes. It's the freaking wild west out there. Like I feel bad for clients trying to navigate this and who to go to and who's trusted. And then we have the people who basically hold websites hostage and force mm-hmm. clients to pay monthly fees Ugh. for yeah, the I eternity. On that. I hate that. What the hell maintenance are you doing on a website monthly? You are, that is just stealing from somebody. Like, unless I am uneducated, somebody please freaking tell me. But what monthly maintenance are you doing on that website? I think that is just basically stealing. Well, I think it can depend on the platform. So like for me, I have a client that pays me a monthly fee because she's on WordPress. Because there's plugins that need updating because there's always things changing. But like if you're building a show website or something that's like, it doesn't have that many working components. Like I've seen companies that'll just not give the login information to the client. Like we are firm believers that clients should be self-sufficient. You should give them the resources they need to survive and thrive on their own. And because they had such a good experience, they're likely going to come back to you anyways, even though they have those resources because they're like, well, my designer knows what they're doing way more than me. Let me just pay them to do what they do best. Like if you need to hold somebody's website hostage to make a living, uh, you're probably not doing business in a very ethical way or know fully what you're doing because that shows a lack of confidence and a lack of security. Absolutely. It's just like us, right? We teach these baby designers from elementary school, high school, DBA university. We, and then we have our alumni program. I want our students to age out of our program. Just like I want my clients to not need me for forever. I want like, if they need to go change, they're having a new offering. I want to give them all the power in the world to go update their own offering. Just like I want to give all of our students all the power in the world to go and create and make the design industry a better place because they've all started from really good roots. And I also just want to shout out Robin, who is launching her brand strategy course soon. And then we also have Jess. She has a really great discount right now on her sparkle sessions. I don't know how much longer that's going to last, but She's also great at coaching people into like just being themselves and showing up in a really authentic way. And I'll plug both of them in the description, but I think they're a great example of, you know, our students who have grown to a point where now they're like branching out and they're also helping us in a way collaborate and just make the industry better. That's all we want at the end of the day is to make the design industry better than where we found it. If we can help one person, (laughs) which we have, then we have done what we've set out to do. I think it's really important to remember that when you are making content for websites and for your ideal clients, that you keep it really simple. Like less is more. It's for dummies. They are so overwhelmed. They need a new brand and a new website. Like that's a lot to say yes to at one time. That's a lot to spend money on. So keep your education short, simple, and to the point. And we always say, like, I've said this for years, but you tell them the what and the why, and you keep the how behind a paywall. You have to be compensated for the how. Well, the other aspect to that is, like, 
I've done this before where like I've tried to kind of explain the how on certain things, you know, for free because I'm just trying to be transparent and support people. But the how gets so complicated that a 30 second Instagram video isn't going to do it. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's where, that's why we have Design Biz Academy because people are like, well, I'm not getting clients or how do I make a website strategic or how do I do this? How do I elevate my process? How do I do this? And it's like, I can't even teach you all of that in an hour. Like, no, even if we try to help you in one coaching session, you're going to have all of these action steps to walk away with. That's going to take you weeks to implement because that's how complicated the how gets. It's not simple. And we've had freaking years to develop these processes. Like I'm self-taught and it took me a long time to get to the place where I felt confident enough to teach others how to do what I do. Same thing with you. You came out of college still having to teach yourself how to do stuff. So it is not something simple that you're going to get the answer for in a podcast or on a YouTube video. It's just not, it's not the way the how works and this industry works is way more complicated than what we could give you in a really short amount of time. And it's the same thing for your clients. So just remember that. And like, there is a ton of free education out there, you know, like I have a YouTube channel, like there's a ton of YouTube videos on how to do this, how to do that. But the problem is they're spread out everywhere and not everything is all in one video because of how much there is like people lack context when using free resources. So Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is like, you might get to a video that tells you how to do X, Y, and Z on a website, but then you're missing out on the portion that explains what that X, Y, and Z affects and how it impacts the rest of this half of the website or this half of the process. And so without that context, like, it's already abstract to explain like yes you might know how to do this one thing but you're lacking the other pieces that complete the experience mic drop (laughs) (laughs) no i'll just end it there that's it (laughs) i think it's important to remember that when you're making content for website design is that you're selling it with the intention of doing it with brand design, because that makes you way more attractive if you're a one-stop shop. So that would be like, if you're getting anything out of the episode, that's that's what I want you to get. Like that's our ultimate goal. We want designers who know what the heck they're doing, who can become an all-in-one solution, and can charge five figures because they know what they're doing. Not just because we want people to charge more. Like, yes, we'd love every freaking designer to charge more, but we want you to charge more with a purpose behind it. And confidence behind it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Unapologetic Designer Podcast. If you'd like to submit your unapologetic design opinions, head over to the link in my description to submit yours anonymously. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can follow our Instagram page or you can sign up to make a monthly donation. I'll see you in the next episode.